Thank you. Good morning. May it please the court, my name is Holland Purdue, counsel for the appellant Jack Eugene Turner. I request to reserve five minutes uh, for rebuttal. The principal issue and principal assignment of error, uh, we believe, is, is whether or not the Court of Appeals erred in its finding of the definition of a public place endorsed by Hackney, in Hackney, uh, as defining a public place in Virginia Code 18.2. Dash 423.2. Basically, is your yard a public place? The Commonwealth contends that based on Hackney, which this court decided takes the definition of public, the definition of place, piecemeals it together to create what a public place is. The defense relies on the Black's Law Dictionary of Public Place, defining a public place as any location that the local, state, or national government maintains for the use of the public, such as a highway, park, or public building. The legislature... Uh, so what would happen if someone put up a billboard on the very edge of their private property and the billboard was accessible to everyone driving up and down 95? Would that be a public billboard? It would not be a public billboard. That may violate ordinances within the town or the county. Right, but I'm not asking that hypothetical, of course. But you would say you could put the noose or whatever you wanted to put on a public billboard on I-95 as long as the, the uh, structure was literally on the private property. And that's not a public display. We contend that if it's on private property, it is not. When you look at the statute of 18.2, 423.2, Section A specifically states you cannot display a noose on the private property of another without permission. It, it, it lists private property. And Section B says a person cannot display a noose on a highway or other public place. It's our contention that there is private property is not a public place, even if it's visible from the highway that a person is driving on. If that were the case, there would be no private property that was visible from a public road. No one's yard, everyone's yard visible, if you drive down a street that's open to the public, is then a public place, not private property. Under the well, you're cursing people out from your front yard as they're walking along the road, that would be a disorderly conduct, would it not? That, that is what happened to people. So we've already gone down this route before, and it's been pretty understood what is meant in the context of these statutes as for what is public display. And we're asking the court to reconsider the Hackney definition of a public place. The, the legislature, legislator um, intent, we believe, in 4.1-100 of the Alcohol and Beverage Control Act states um, that a public place is defined as any place, building, or conveyance to which the public has or is permitted to have access. And then it includes a list which includes restaurants, lobbies, hotels, and corridors. It also includes highways, streets, lanes, and parks. Again, a public place, the finding that a public place that's visible from the high, anything visible from the highway is a public place is dangerous. It, it takes away private property. And I think the reason that in 18.2-423.2 they mentioned private property is because the legislature 
they had that in mind to maintain that private property is private property. It does say that you can display, it says that you cannot display on news on private property of another without permission. But one would conclude that with permission you were able to display a news on private property. Unless you agree that a public place is visible from the highway and then again we would take the side that there is no private property as long unless you live um, down a road that's not state maintained or if you I guess you would have private property that's not visible from the highway you may have a large amount of acreage and you could do something like that in the middle of acreage where it's not visible from any public view or about in your backyard it's not a, not abutting a, a public road if you can see in the backyard, it's a public place. If you cannot view it, I, I assume that's private property. All right. Well, there's a distinction, isn't it? That would be a distinction. And, I mean, that would all, as stated, you know, I guess that then only pri private property is only a location that is not seen uh, by the public. Well, and easily seen. It may be very limited to what the private property you have is um, as to where you can when you consider your yard, you can stop people from coming on your yard. You can tell them they cannot come in your front yard. You do not want them there. If you say that it's a public place, why, why can't they go in your yard? Why can't they put a sign up? Why can't they sit in that public place? But that's not the point of the statute. The point of the statute is to keep people from making threats that implicate death or bodily injury, whether by symbolic speech or direct overt speech. So where you make it, where you're standing at the point of it being made is not as important as to whom you're making it and to whom the projection is visible. That's the responses that the Commonwealth gives. And I understand that. And, 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 I, and I have no way saying that nooses are acceptable or not hate speech. I'm not saying that. You, you're not, you don't have me here arguing that today. What you have me arguing is that the definition of a public place is very broad when you look at Hackney, and I think that that needs to be taken into consideration when you talk about private property versus a public place. So let me just, I'm just going to test the limits of what you're talking about. So if it is private property that I own, I can display anything I want on it. I can display a noose on it, no matter where it is. Yes. Anywhere in the Commonwealth. Yes. Okay. So um, there's um, there, are, there are plans and hopes to establish a slavery museum to make sure that all the school children in Virginia, that everyone in Virginia, understands the full horror of slavery. If I want to go out and buy a private parcel as close as I can to the slavery museum and I want to put up an enormous noose at the very edge of that property, your view of this statute is that I can do that? Yes. Okay. I understand the limits of your argument. Go ahead. Again, I just I want to turn back one more time to Section A of the statute, and I know the Commonwealth has argued that um, I, I, I get past A, but you've got to deal with the public place in B. But I, I really want to draw the court's attention to the usage of the word private property. I believe that's very important that 
private property is used in that section. And then in B, they say, or display a noose on a highway or other public place. I would ask the court to strongly look at the definition in Black's Law Dictionary of public place. I would also ask the court to strongly look into the uh, Virginia Code Section 4.1-100 in defining, even though it's the alcohol and beverage control act, and I know that was defined in Chrysler, um, as, as that was what they used to try to say that's public property. And so I would ask the court to look at that. If there aren't any other questions, I'd ask to reserve the remaining time in the rebuttal. All right. Thank you. Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the court, Chris Shandival for the Commonwealth uh, in this appeal. Uh, this case involves uh, two challenges. Uh, one is a constitutional challenge. Uh, Mr. Turner asserts that he has a constitutional First Amendment right uh, to violate Virginia's statute prohibiting the hanging of a noose in a threatening manner so long as he stays on his private property. Uh, he seems to have more or less conceded that argument on brief that he does not have an absolute right uh, to make a true threat on his private property. And I note today that he's not raised that argument in his oral argument. Um, so I, it appears that he may have conceded the constitutional argument altogether. The second argument uh, that he's raised on brief is that under the terms of the statute, uh, because the statute only prohibits, uh, subsection B prohibits hanging a noose in a public place, that because his the place where he hung the noose was private property, it could not have been a public place. And that argument fails based on at least uh, four basic uh, straightforward applications of general principles of statutory interpretation, uh, which this court should apply uh, in defining the terms public place. So I'll go directly to the second, uh, second argument, the statutory interpretation argument. Um, under that argument, uh, what he has asserted is that essentially because he could not have been convicted under subsection A, then he also could not have been convicted under subsection B. Of course, if that were the rule in the Commonwealth, uh, then there could be no convictions because it, many uh, criminal statutes uh, have separate elements, separate subsections. Um, and just because you can't be convicted under the first doesn't mean that you could not have been convicted under the second. In terms of the principles of statutory interpretation, the court should apply in, in construing the terms, the term public place uh, in subsection B of 18.2.423.2. Uh, the first and, and most obvious uh, principle that applies here is that when the General Assembly uses one word in one part of the code and a different word in a different part of the code, uh, reviewing courts are, are required to presume that the court meant different things in those different places. Now that applies when different words are used in different places in the code writ large. Here we have different words used in, in the same statute between subsection A and subsection B. In subsection A, the General Assembly used the word uh, property, and in subsection B, the General Assembly used the word place. So under that basic application of the general principle, uh, this court has to presume that uh, the word place in subsection B is broader than the word property, which was used in subsection A. And uh, the second principle of statutory interpretation that the court should apply is that the, this court should interpret the statute in a manner that is consistent with the legislative intent. Uh, because the General Assembly uh, took language directly from the United States Supreme Court in Virginia versus Black in, in defining what conduct is prohibited, it is clear that the General Assembly intended to prohibit only the, that conduct, only noose displays which, con which constitute true threats. So it's clear that their intent was to, to prohibit uh, people like Mr. Turner from using a noose to communicate a threat uh, to, to their neighbors. True threats being, quote, the manner having a direct tendency to place another person in reasonable fear or apprehension of death or bodily injury. Correct, Your Honor. And, so and some kid, you know, um, cutting the grass in the front yard with a T-shirt with a noose emblem on it 
is not going to get arrested for a felony, I should think. Correct, Your Honor. Under the definition uh, for true threats uh, adopted by the United States Supreme Court in black, uh, they said there that intimidation rises to the level of a true threat. Um, when but it the is symbol itself is not per se a threat in all circumstances, in all contexts, no matter the mens rea of the defendant. It has to be shown by context to be projecting a threat of bodily injury or death. That's correct, Your Honor. And so when the General Assembly uh, defined... Uh, Halloween being an obvious example of, of something that most folks would look at say, oh, well, it's just Halloween. Correct, Your Honor. If, there, if it were just a Halloween display, then um, it would not be reasonable um, to conclude that that was hung in a, in a manner that was intended to um, place people in a reasonable fear of death or bodily injury. Although it could be. Although it could be. Um, and But you would need additional evidence of that, that um, people would have to come in and testify based on my understanding of um, this individual and the way that the news display was hung, even though ostensibly it was part of a Halloween display. Um, it was reasonable to conclude that it was actually a true threat directed at me and that it was done with the intent to intimidate. Um, and so you could get a conviction under this statute because that could rise to the level of a true threat. Uh, that's correct, Your Honor. Uh, but because that was the legislature's uh, intent in prohibiting true threats, uh, it would be absurd to read the statute the way that Mr. Turner has, has posited, uh, that while some true threats can be prohibited under the statute, that as long as he um, stays on his private property and, and making that true threat, that uh, the General Assembly did not intend to criminalize that conduct. Um, the, the next um, principle of statutory interpretation which comes into play there is that this court should apply the plain meaning of the words used unless it would lead to an absurd result. I would submit that it would lead to an absurd result to read the statute in a manner that says if he took out a billboard um, displaying um, a, a, a noose with an effigy uh, with the intent to intimidate uh, his neighbors and if there was testimony that it did have that intended effect and that for some reason just the mere fact that the billboard is on private property um, insulates it from what the General Assembly intended to criminalize. That would lead to an absurd result and this court should not read the statute in that manner and, and, that, and as he is um, conceded today his reading would um, would support that reading would require um, that reading of the statute uh, finally in, in the, the the fourth and final principle of statutory interpretation um, that comes into play here is that uh, this court uh, assumes that when the general assembly acts it, it acts um, knowing and being aware of this court's case law on given topics so in 1947 this court d decided hackney and provided uh, at least three or four different definitions of the word public place um, in defining that term used in the Virginia's criminal code. And so this court can, can assume that the General Assembly was aware of that when the General Assembly used the phrase uh, public place. And we would submit under any of the definitions uh, listed in Hackney um, that Mr. Turner's uh, conduct here and the news that he displayed was displayed in a public place. And for that reason, his conduct uh, certainly was properly um, prescribed under the statute, under the plain reading, a non-absurd reading of the statute. Uh, and there was also no constitutional violation here. Uh, unless there are any further questions from the court, uh, I would be happy to rest on my brief and ask the court to affirm. Thank you very much. Rebuttal? Thank you, Your Honor. If the General Assembly intended to prohibit nooses, they could fix the statute by just saying, in public view. They could say that you cannot display a noose in public view, and that covers everything. And so, I mean, I think the statute, and I've said this before, I said this at the three-judge panel, I think it's a poorly worded statute. The case law is not with me. I know that. Uh, the Hackney case is, is, is a tough burden to overcome with the public place uh, definition. Uh, and we understand that. But I, I would ask the court to consider everything we put in the brief and everything that we've said here today. 
Uh, in closing, I would say that I'm in favor of banning uh, nooses and display all nooses. And um, but I do believe the statute would be properly worded by just saying in public view. It would it would it would do away with any question as to what public what a public place was. Would it be constitutional if it did that? I think it would. Because I think I think the courts and I believe that from the Court of Appeals and from decisions in black, it's hard to argue a noose in general is not a threat. I mean, it's hard not to. I mean, with the history of it, I think it is hard to, to say that it's not considered a threat, just as cross-burning in the black case was not considered a threat. However, it boils down to whether or not you can do that on your private property based on subsection A, which we argue allows you to do it on private property with permission. The question is, is, is your private property that's visible from a highway a public place? And we would say that it's not. And, and that Hackney, we should change the definition of, of Hackney in a public place. And that's what we're asking this court to do. I know that's a strong request, but unless there are any other questions, I'll, you, I'll you have a duty to advocate for your client. You've ably done that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, just Thank you to be much. clear. Um, Go ahead. You don't specifically challenge the sufficiency of the evidence on the front of any of the evidence that Commonwealth presented, right? We do not. Okay. Thank you very much. Call the next case.